0: Welcome everyone, it's just fantastic to be getting together right before Shavuos, and today's shir has been sponsored, and we really appreciate everyone who has sponsored, firstly my mother, Memorossi, who sponsored this, my aunt, Miriam Lone Brown, Miriam Nechama Bas, her Neshama Shehavan Aliyah, her site is today. And it has been sponsored by Eileen Siegel, Lili Nishmas Chaim Avram Ben Ruben Svi HaLevi, whose Yerzeit is the 7th of Sivan, which is this Shabbos, his Neshama Shehavan Aliyah. And now it's been sponsored by Diane and Joan, Lili Nishmas Nathan Shemberg, whose site is tonight, May his Neshama have an aliyah. Thank you very much for sponsoring and Tzitzel mitzvahs should be a wonderful merit for those who are in the next world. They should delight in this mitzvah that you have done for them. What can I say? I really I felt like how on earth am I going to sit here having this class days before Shavuos when the world is shaking from what's about to happen spiritually. We have no idea. We're so out of it. It's unbelievable. But our Swarim, our Rabbis, our tzaddikim, and our Chumash, our Torah gives us a glimpse. We have no idea what is about to happen to earth. Let us remember what that first Harsinai was like. Let me just read you in English something here. Let's just get back into it. On the third day when it was morning, let's remember what it was like when they first showed up at Harsinai because we know. We know what Rizal says. We know what the Ramchal writes in Der HaShem. Every year when you come to a Yom tev, when you come to a holiday, it is not a commemoration. Chas v'sholem. It reoccurs. What happened the first time spiritually changed the DNA of time. That when you come to it again, Hashem opens those very same gateways and gives us the very same gift that He gave us the first time, even if it does not look the same. Even if we are not in a desert by a mountain, but know that spiritually we are. And everything we find in the Chumash that happened on that first Time at Arsinai, the first giving of the Torah, it will reoccur this week, this Shavuos. We need to open our hearts to that concept. We need to open up our emotions to realize that what's coming is incredible and to be excited for what's coming. And there's so much to say. I, I hope that we are going to manage an unbelievable trick of f- fitting it all into the time that we have. Let's just open up with the Chumash. On the third day when it was morning, there was thunder and lightning and a heavy cloud on the mountain and the sound of the shoifer was very powerful. And the entire people that were in the camp shuddered. It was an unbelievable, awesome sight. And Moshe had to bring the people forth from the camp to Hashem. And they stood at the bottom of the mountain, and all of the, the Sinai, the entire mountain, was smoking. Because Hashem himself had descended upon it in fire. There was a fire. I'm reading from you from Yisrael. This is right here in the Chumash. 405 in your stone Chumash. Okay, the fire, they came out, and there was a fire on a mountain because Hashem had come And its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace. It was billowing smoke. And the entire mountain shuddered exceedingly. The whole mountain was shaking. And there was the sound of a shoifer. And there was fire. And thunder. And lightning. And not only that, but they were able to see somehow miraculously, Rashi tells us, they saw thunder. How can you? You hear, hear lightning. These things don't even make sense to our senses. And they were there in their tents and they came running out and they didn't even know. How do we approach such a mountain? How do we approach when Hashem is on that mountain like that in a fireball? And Moshe had to help them. Moshe Rabbeinu. Help them get to the mountain. Unbelievable what we're saying here. This is what it was like. The sound of the shoifer grew continually, much stronger. And then began the unbelievable experience with Hashem talking to the people and giving us the Torah. What an experience it was. We knew that it blew us back almost 12 miles every time Hashem spoke. Our neshamas leapt out of our bodies. And we had to be resuscitated. And we were reborn right then, at that moment, at that mountain. Fresh, pure. new Literally, new creation. And we rushed back to hear another word, and then we'd be blown back 12 miles. Our souls would leave us, Hashem would revive us again, the angels would bring us back. This is a crazy, what I'm telling you, is crazier than fantasy. And this is going, we have to believe and recognize that that experience is going to happen again. It's going to happen again this week. You better clear a 12-mile path so that you can be blown back and land safely. Because that's what's going to happen to us. It's going to reoccur. Not just to reoccur. Unbelievable. But my Mike brings down that if you look in Devorim, it says that Harsinai, by the Pasuk, when it says that Hashem spoke, it says, Kol God of Hashem spoke, and it never stopped. And he says, you know what that means? It means it never stopped. That when you show up on Shavuot again, you will hear those very same words said from Hashem Himself. In our souls we will hear it. We will hear Hashem talking like He did at our Sinai. And that will give us a jolt and an unbelievable opportunity to wake up and to recognize like the Peliyot says, every Tov is like Hashem flicking on the lights for us. The lights are going to go on and we can hear deep in our essence Hashem's voice again. And not only that, but understand this, what the Ormeus says, which is unbelievable. He says, look at the posting we just read. It says that the shofar was blowing. And not only was it blowing, it says, Call our shoifer Hulich Bih. That the Shoifer in Rashi says, right there something very miraculous happened at our Sinai. When you come out and you usually a guy takes a shofer, he starts blowing. It starts off loud and then it gets lower and lower. But it wasn't like that. This shofar of our Sinai which was a spiritual shoifer, a shofar of heros, of freedom, like they would sound by the yovel, the Jubilee, that which can free a person. This shofar of the deepest, deepest, it actually got louder the longer it went. It kept getting louder and louder, and the ormeir says, unbelievable, that what that's telling us is that the Shavuos experience gets more and more powerful with each passing year. This is an astonishing statement. That every year when we come to Shavuos, it's higher than the one before. The shofar is blowing louder than it was the year before. Which means that for us here in 2020, we can grab onto to the Shavuos. It's coming to our doors. And we can open our hearts to it. And who knows what the transformation will be? Who knows what the transformation will be? But the Arizal brings down that this day is higher than Rosh Hashanah. That our spirituality of the year is determined by this day, this day is when we get the rejuvenation to our spirituality, which plays itself out throughout the year, like the Smas Emma says. That it comes down on Shavuos in potential, and then later in the year when we experience it, we should know that it's really what we got on Shavuos. And I should sit here and talk about it. can we say about Shavuos? What can we say about Shavuos? I always like to start from the bottom up in a certain sense. And let's try and build and appreciate what Hashem gave us, what He is going to give us on Thursday. It's Thursday night. Thursday night, Friday, and here in Chutzlar it's Shabbos. What he's going to give us on the Shavuos, on Friday, and on Shabbos, what we have the opportunity to say yes to, that we want it, say Nasev and we will do, and we will hear, like the Kotzker says, why do we call it the day of Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah? It should be called Kabolas Satara, Torah, receiving the Torah. And the Kotzker said, Because 100% for sure, Hashem will give the Torah. And it is up to us though, to decide to receive the Torah. To bring it into our being. Certainly we've committed to it. But to recommit, and reconnect, and see the beauty, and bring it into our bones. That's up to us. That's for us to show up on Shavuot to do. And hopefully if we can prepare ourselves beforehand, get our minds in the right place, because even in the Chumash it says that they prepare, they, st- they stay by the mountain and they had the Shosham Yad Bala, three days that they stayed there preparing for that moment, hopefully we can get ourselves in the headspace to be ready to scream, to roar, yes, we want the Torah. What, what are we going to be given? What are we going to be given? I just want to start on a very, very basic level and I don't want to spend too much time on this. But it's just important to recognize that the Torah that Hashem is giving us is not a book of obligations. Heaven forbid. It's a book of opportunities. It's a book of the greatest secrets to success and life that you wish you had. And Hashem is offering it. Hashem is offering it. What am I saying? It's a secret to to, to life. Yeah, I don't mean the next world. Let's be clear about that. The next world, of course, it gives you the ability to live forever and attain spirituality. We'll talk about that. But even in this world, Do you know what this world is like without the Torah? Do you know what a person is like when they don't have guidance of truth, justice, right and wrong? When a person's character traits are warped and distorted, it's not just a flaw in their perfection. It utterly destroys their life. Look at the world around us. Look where it has descended to. Morally. Can we try and see a beautiful home built? Can we see relationships that matter, that are deep, that are endearing? Can we see people living for each other in harmony? How much greed, how selfish, how much ego. This is the state of humanity. This is the intrinsic nature of mankind. How do we emerge from that? Only with the greatest self-help book that has ever been written and that is by the Master Creator Himself. And that is the Torah. Hashem said Himself, Barasi, Yetzirah Barasi, Torah Tablin. I created the evil inclination, but I created a cure. That's the Torah. The Torah gives us a cure, I kid you not, a cure for the parts about us that are flawed, which are destroying our own life, our own happiness. Is anybody satisfied with what they have? Is anybody enjoying? Is anybody appreciating? And of course, it's us. I'm saying we're not. But that's because we haven't fully embraced the Torah and the wisdom of the Torah that Hashem is imparting to us. And there's an unbelievable gemara Rabbi Yosef said every time Shavuos came around he would tell them prepare me a calf choice meat celebrate he used to celebrate excessively on Shavuos. Why? Because he said Eloi ha-yoimo if not for this day kagoram.'" And what it caused. on Yosef Ikabashuka. Do you know how many Yosefs there would be in the marketplace? If not for this day, what's he saying? If not for this day, I'd be wallowing out there in the streets with no development, no personal greatness in terms of my life, who I am, I would just be another Yosef, indistinguishable, from the guy who's drunk in the inn, if not for the fact that the Torah helped me stand on my two feet. And the Shema Sema says something incredible. What do you mean, Kama Yosef, Yosef is his Jewish name. If not for Shavuos, if there was no Torah, I don't know, you'd be you'd be Joe, Bob, you know other names, the names that a good old American would have why did he say, if not for this, do you know how many Yosefs referring to his name as a rabbi there would be in the market, and the Smasemah says, because every person has inside of them their true greatness as a developed person he had the ability to be the great Rebbe Yosef inside of him. And he recognized that had Hashem not given him the Torah, which allowed him to bring that potential into reality, to take the greatness that was inside of him and develop it and separate it from the flaws that were in him and bring out that greatness that he truly was. Kama Yosef my great Yosef, my great soul and everything was capable it would have been lost in the market, mixed up with all the junk. If not for the Torah that helped me sift through and pull out the gems and get rid of the mud. If not for that day, what would I look like, he says. If not for that day, what would we be? And this is such a basic. We're starting basic. To recognize that Hashem is the greatest giver of goodness possible. And when He gave us the Torah, it is good on every level, in every realm of existence. And even just for good old life and happiness, the Torah is the best recipe for success. The Torah gives us the ability to have a beautiful, stunning happy life. To be a mensch, to be a person. To not just roam around like cattle. Like the original said, Hashem, I beg you, I'll even give up my reward in the world to come. Just don't let me live out my life on earth just like an animal. Don't let me be on par with cattle. Help me to be who I really am. Help me to pick myself up and to see that diamond in the rough and have the ability to clean it off, polish it, and bring out its brilliance. And for every one of us, that's only through the Torah. It is the Torah that gives us that ability. Very, very important to understand that. The more we race towards the Torah, the more we say, let us hear the wisdom that Hashem is giving, that shook heaven and earth when He gave it. Let us hear what Hashem feels we should know, because He is the greatest giver, and every word He says is the secrets of the universe. Let us hear it, we want to hear it. The more we throw ourselves into it like that, the more we show up on Friday like that, then the more we will walk away with this bounty, of realizing how this is the secret to life and the secret to being our greatest selves. The truth is that that is literally nothing compared to what else was going on on our scene This is an overwhelming thing to talk about. It says in Shir Hashirim, that when we left Egypt that Moshcheni Hashem beckoned that we should join Him. And we responded, We will run. We will run where? Hashem said, join me. What was He referring to? Sinai. Hashem said, come into my inner chambers. And be with me. He wasn't calling us to a mountain to give us instructions. Hashem called us to the mountain to propose to us. In halacha we learn out many of the halachas of our actual wedding that we do from what happened at our Sinai. Why? Because our Sinai was a gross chasana. An unbelievable chasana. An unbelievable wedding. When Hashem came down on a mountain to take a group of people And offer them his hand in marriage. To say, can we be together forever? Could we pledge ourselves to each other? Can we love each other? And can we bind ourselves to that fact and that future forever? And to that we said, Acharecha Nerutzah. What a call, what an invitation, what a proposal. Sweet love of our life, Hashem, we're running. We're running to marry you. What does it mean? Can we, who can understand what we're saying here? I'm telling you it's a Rashi and Chumash that the Jews got up on the morning of Matan Torah and there was a fire and everything was happening and the Apostle says they went out to greet Hashem but that Hashem was already coming they weren't able to go to Hashem they just met Hashem why? Because Hashem was already in route. Understand what we're saying. That Hashem, of course, is everywhere, but His presence that descended on that mountain. That was so great. That Chazal say, that as Hashem's presence was coming down from heaven, meaning this unreal revelation of Himself, it was so tremendous that our Sinai itself, the Orchaiem brings us down, jumped off the ground to greet it. That's how tangible it was. That's what it's like when you see Hashem Himself. But it didn't stop on the mountain. It didn't stop on the mountain to wait as you would think it should for the people, us small human beings, to get ourselves over to the mountain. No. No. No, because Hashem wasn't giving us a to-do list. Hashem wasn't waiting for his cleaning help to show up, for him to give instructions. Hashem came off towards us. Before we even got there, Hashem was already on his way towards us, and Rashi says, This teaches Hashem Ashchina Yotze Slik Rasam that Hashem's presence came out to greet them. We were on our way to the mountain, but Hashem's presence came out to greet us. This great presence that caused the mountain to leap in the air, came out to greet us. Like a groom that goes out, to greet His bride. yeah, 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 Like a groom going out to greet His bride, Hashem, the greatest revelation to ever happen in this world, came off the mountain towards us to greet His bride. Ani ledoi, divi, I am to my Beloved and my Beloved is to me. The Kabrino said from that posting in Chiyoshirim, I am to my Beloved and my Beloved is to me. A person can get drunk. That we should be drunk of realizing what we're talking about. That Hashem came to greet us like the posting in Chiyoshirim says. Look, it's a Taan and a nice Oh Jews, look, look, Look at the crown that the king got from his mother on the day of his wedding on the day that his heart was rejoicing. And Chazal tell us, what was the day of the wedding? The king is referring to Hashem. Look at the crown that the king got on the day of his wedding. On the day that his heart rejoiced. When was Hashem's wedding day? When's Hashem's anniversary? They want, don't you want to get him an anniversary gift? His anniversary is Shavuos. Yoim says is Har Sinai That was at Harsinai, I shouldn't got married. Mahazul Tob. I once heard a song that was that was depicting everything that happened at Harsinai. And the person put the words to the tune of Simon Taivul Mahutaivum Mazultav I used to listen to that song and get tremendous inspiration and not even from the words but just from the fact that he was singing Simen Taibu Mazel Taibu Mazel Taibu Simen Taibu He was singing that because of the Simcha that was happening that there was a wedding going on Who's wedding? Hashem's wedding. To who? Who's the lucky girl? Us. Us, his sweet bride. That Hashem offered us to be married to him, which means to live with him, to be able to have the ability to bond ourselves to him. Do we understand what that is? That Hashem said, invite me into your life, please. I want to go home with you. I want to be part of everything you do. And here, here's the Torah. What's the Torah? Well, you need to know how. How to bring me everywhere. How do you bring my presence everywhere? Here's the secret of how to be married to Hashem. It's in the Torah. Everything it says there is the deepest secret of how to bond yourself with Hashem. But you know what it also is? It's Hashem's request. When you're in love with somebody, it doesn't really matter what they ask. It just matters that they ask. You can do what they ask. Is there anything more delightful than that? When you realize how great the person you're in love with is, when you feel that starstruck, then if they want water, then what a chance to get them water! And therefore, every request Hashem has made, the Nesivos Shalom says, we have the ability to feel the simcha. That even when we feel uninspired and unattached and everything, but in the end of the day, this is Hashem's request. And that is binding in and of itself more than anything sometimes. And Hashem, I'm doing it for you because I love you and I want to be with you, and that itself makes it so that you are having an intimate moment with Hashem, because Hashem wants to be married to you. But spiritually, of course, it also uplifts us, and makes us actually deeply intertwined with Hashem. And He can become part of our life, and like the Rambam says, that we can actually love Hashem to a point that we're like sick for him. Just like two people who are madly in love are. And maybe that's a high level, but there's a lot of steps along the way that we can grab. A little bit more, a little bit more to realize how Hashem is calling and calling. Moshcheni, he's calling, he's beckoning, come, let's have a mountaintop wedding. Show up to the mountain. Please take my Torah, which will be the secret by which we can be bound together. And let's go forward forever together. And Hashem held the mountain over us, the Gemara says. And our Tadikim say, why? It was to be a Chuppah. A wedding canopy, like at a wedding, you see the bride and groom, they go under, the chas and kawa, they go under, that's when they get married. That's when the music starts. Shavuos, the music starts. Go under. The chuppah with Hashem. The Archaim, the Nesivah brings rings down from the Archaim. That the word Shavuos, which means weeks, as the weeks were building up to this, it also means Shavuos from the word Shavua. A vow. That Shavuos means vows. Plural, vows. And the Archimedes says, what are the vows of Shavuos? And give vows, listen to this, it's exactly, exactly what a wedding is. He says there were two vows that happened at Har Sinai. Two vows happened on Shavuos, every Shavuos. Hashem swears, my sweet people, I will never, ever, ever leave you, no matter what. No matter where you find yourself, no matter how low you descend, no matter what. I'm with you till the end, I swear. And the Jews turned around and they swore. We're biting it down, Hashem, love of our life. Now, Seminishma, we'll do whatever you say. We'll devote ourselves to you. We want to be with you. We'll never leave you. We'll always try. And if we get blown back 12 miles, we will get back up. And show up for the next word. For the next piece of Tyra. For the next chance to, to connect. That we are committed and we're in. And we want this forever. There are two vows going on. You know why? Because in a real marriage, in a real relationship. It takes Commitment. It takes a vision that we're in this forever and we'll never leave each other's side. And that is what Hashem and the Jewish people said to each other. They had the clarity at that moment to say that with a full heart. Why would we ever want anything other than Hashem? Why would we want anything other than to be with Hashem. And so we swore to each other that we'll be married forever. So when you come to Shavuos, when you come to Friday, it's a renewal of our vows. It's a renewal of our wedding vows. Mazel tov. Mazel tov on our wedding. And the Gemara says, I you Gemara here, my friends. Gemara and Shabbos. Ebi Yochanan said, Anoichi, the first word of the Ten Commandments. Anoichi. Which Hashem said, I, I am Hashem your God, that took you out of Egypt. Anoichi. But said it was an unusual word, it could have used a different word. What's it saying? And Ebi Yochanan said, that Anoichi is an acronym. Listen to what it's an acronym for, to recognize what we got. Ano nafshi kesivis Yehovis says the Nesivis Shalom. Let's just understand what that means. Ano nafshi, Hashem said it was an acronym. The first word He spoke to us was an acronym to tell us what it was all going to be about. Don't think that it's just a book of rules. Listen to what I'm giving you. Recognize what it is, so you stuff it in your pocket. And you never let it go. Make a vow that you'll be with me. Because Hashem talking. My soul I wrote down and I gave to you. Hashem is saying my soul, my essence as much of course we can't comprehend Hashem but as much as another being can comprehend of Hashem Hashem took that, that revelation, that essence of Himself, as much as could be received, and Cosmos wrote it in the Torah of and gave it to us. That in the Torah is Hashem's essence, as much as we could possibly relate to it and connect to it. Hashem gave that to us, through the mitzvahs, through the wisdom that's in the Torah, through the direction and the advice, and yes, even through the secret of having a happy life, all of that was Hashem giving over His wisdom, His self, His essence, how you can be with Hashem every moment, to delight in being with Hashem, to have a marriage with Hashem. I gave you my soul. So now I'm going to tell you something that is, that is totally awesome. It, this is astonishing what I'm about to tell you. Every marriage, a real relationship, you give. What does it mean you give? Not just you give. You give something of yourself, something dear. You put it in the other person's hands. You really share with them something essential about yourself. And in every marriage, every relationship, the deeper it is, the more that other person actually impacts your life. And you allow them to. You allow them in, in that way. And that's the merging of the two beings. Now listen to what I'm about to tell you to Let's go back to that Pasuk in Shir The Pasuk said that see the crown that the king got from his mother on the day of his wedding. And we focused on the day of his wedding, the day that Hashem was so happy. It was our Sinai Shavuot. But one second, let's go back to the first part of that verse. The crown that the king, meaning Hashem, got from his mother, who's his mother? What crown did Hashem get from his mother? And I'm telling you something incredible. If Chaim Friedlander writes this in Sipsa Chaim, if Malach Brinaman brings this down from a Kliyokar, that on the day of Har Sinai, on the day of giving of the Torah, Hashem allowed us to be His mother. What does that mean? It's a medrash that says, it means that Hashem became so bound with us was so in love with us that He gave us the ability to, so to speak, be the one in charge of giving to Him. That Reb Chaim Friedlander says that what Hashem did at that point is He said, I'm the King of the universe, I rule the universe, I have all the heavens, and I run them and I have a purpose to them. But you know what? I'm going to put the reins of all of that purpose. I'm going to put the reins of even my own reputation... And my own goals of existence in your hands. You are the one that now will be able to decide what I do in the world. So in a certain sense, he became his mother, meaning you're the one that's able to gift Hashem things. And of course, Hashem doesn't need that. But Hashem was offering that in the depth of the relationship that was being formed. That Hashem pulled back what He will do, and gave over the controls to us. He gave something essential, so to speak, of Himself in our hands. Because that's what a real relationship is. That now we are part. We are part of everything that Hashem made the world for and about. Now Hashem put that in our hands. That we play That central role as a spouse to Hashem in that purpose. And that's what Hashem gave us. And like in every relationship, it needs to be two ways. And we should ask ourselves, what are we willing to give in this relationship? How are we going to step under that chuppah? into that marriage canopy with Hashem. What can we pledge? What can we give? What passion can we throw into it? What part of ourselves can we hand over to Hashem and say that Hashem, we want you to be involved in this part of our life. Because we also want to be melded into one unit together with you. Unbelievable. That's an unbelievable fact. the secret to a happy life is in the Torah yes but so much greater the secret to being married to Hashem to being in love with Hashem himself the greatest bliss in the world the everything the everything everything you ever wanted in life you should know everything you want in life is really just because you're looking for Hashem and just that the pleasures of the world are cheap imitations. And we're so thirsting for the real whole inside of ourselves, which is Hashem, that we take those cheap imitations, but they don't work out. Because they're not the real thing. Because our real desire, our real yearning, the real love of our life, who we are lovesick for, <laughs> our souls are sick with love for you, God. We are... Homesick, lovesick, yearning. It's for Hashem and everything else doesn't suffice. And it's on Shavuot when we get it and we can receive it and we can walk into it deeper, deeper this year more than we ever did in the past. But there's another element to our Sinai, one that we cannot forget. And this is a Rashi and Chumash. This is a Pasek. Go to Devorim. Atoh Horei Salada, Ki Einoid Milvadoi. Moshe tells the Jewish people, it was on this day of our Sinai and this day of getting the Torah, that Hashem showed you, Einoid Milvadoi, there's nothing but him, and Rashi right there, Rashi says, listen to what Rashi says, that when Hashem gave the Torah, the seven heavens open, and Hashem opened all the depths of the earth and they saw that He is the only one Hashem is the only thing that really exists that matters there's only one there's only one pulse and heartbeat to this whole world And on that day, Hashem revealed it to them. He literally ripped open the heavens so that they were able to see everything as spiritual as it is is, and the depths of the earth as low as it gets. And they saw, you know what? All of spirituality, all of physicality, everything that exists, every leaf, every animal, every person, every desire, every temptation, everything. It's all about Hashem it all comes down to one purpose and one great purpose which is the recognition of Hashem the bonding ourselves with Hashem in such a powerful way and this in a certain sense is a third tier of the Shavuos experience which is the realization that we've got nothing else if not for this day and if not for the Torah my friends we don't got anything. Because without Hashem, we are bankrupt. Without Hashem, there's nothing else to the whole world. There's no point to the whole world. The only reason Hashem created this was to give us goodness. And the only goodness that was worth really giving was the goodness of being with Him. And the Torah is the means by which we get that. And the means by which we bond ourselves with Hashem and join His mission of bringing His presence into this world. A real marriage where we take the reins. That's what it's all about. In fact, the Gemara tells us in Shabbos that if the Jews would not have accepted the Torah, the entire world, the entire universe would have vanished. Why? Because without the recognition of who Hashem is, without the relationship and the connection and the devotion and commitment to Hashem and His will and bringing His presence into our life and bonding ourselves with Him in true love, in recognizing that He is the King and the only King and the only thing that matters. Without that, there's no point in a universe. And that comes And only can come from the gift of the Torah, from the study of the Torah, from the adherence of the Torah, from the devotion to the Torah, and from uncovering all of the treasure that's in the Torah. And therefore, had we said we don't want the Torah, end of the universe, why should the world continue? There's no point. But Hashem is a giving God. There's nothing else to give. The other stuff is just cheap imitation. That's junk. There's nothing else to really give other than Hashem himself, that marriage. And if we turn that down, there's no point. The universe needs to end. It's unbelievable, but that's the truth. On this day we came to know, and on this day we will have the opportunity in some realm in some capacity to see again. You should know before Moshe left this world, Moshe Rabbeinu, the Nesim brings down, that Moshe Rabbeinu at the end of his life said to Hashem, Hashem, all I want please is to show me that there's nothing but you. That, that clarity is the greatest point of clarity we could have, a true recognition of who Hashem is. To bring that into our bones is nothing sweeter than that. Moshe Rabbeinu, who got the Torah, that's what he requested at the end of his life. an unbelievable story. I'll say it so briefly. An unbelievable story that said, Regarding Simchas Torah, because we know that by Simchas Torah we open up with this line, ki Hashem and that there was a story that there was an individual who was trying to raise funds to get a family out of prison before Yom Kippur, and he ran around trying to raise funds and he couldn't, ha- didn't have enough money, and it was shortly before Yom Kippur, and so he figured he'll try the in the tavern, and he went into the tavern, and there were a bunch of people there ruffians, but had money, noblemen, but crass. And they figured, we'll have a good sport with this Jew. How much do you need? He told them the amount. He said, you know what? For every shot you drink, we'll give you a certain amount. Ha <laughs> that will be funny get this guy smashed drunk, especially right before his Yom Kippur, the great sacred holy day. Well, this Jew was devoted to his cause, and he downed shot after shot, and he got the funds. And he walked out of that inn smashed drunk, and redeemed that family in time for Yom Kippur. But in Shul, everyone was standing there with that trepidation of Yom Kippur getting ready for Kol Nidre. And all of a sudden, the doors opened, and this Jew rolled in, drunk, smashed drunk, and he walked right up to the bima. And he began, He began to open up like we open up for some gospel. And they grabbed him, he's drunk. Drag him out of shoal, they began to drag him out. But the Rebbe said, stop. Let me tell you all something. We go through Yom Kippur and we went through Rosh Hashanah and we go through Sukkot all for what, he said? To build up to one point. To build up to Simchas Torah when we say, Eloi Mavadah, now we see. Eloi Mavadah, there's nothing but God, nothing but Hashem. We're waiting and building up to that. Let me tell you something. This Jew is already there. Let him go. This Jew is there. That this Pusik is the climax for a Jew to hit. It's the pinnacle and the peak. I told to see through the seven heavens and the depths of the earth through good and through evil. To up and down, that there is only one Hashem and only one point and pulse and heartbeat to it all. There's only th- one thing that matters, and that's Hashem. And that we have the unbelievable pleasure and privilege to have even an inkling of a connection to Him. Hashem, continue how lucky we are. Get up and dance, dance, dance. What a wild thing! What a wild marriage! The whole world was created just to recognize that. And we have a part in it. And that will be revealed to us and that, God willing, we will get to see when we show up. Take an extra couple minutes here. Because after you talk about such a day and such an unbelievable day with a mountain shaking and leaping up to the world and and a marriage and there's nothing but a Shem and the secret of the universe and happiness. How do we get ready for such a day? Is it too late? Is it too late? To let us remember something unbelievable. The Bes Abraham says, Me Machas Yoyim. And all the way till the end, you can count all fifty days that we've been building up to Shavuos, But the base Abraham says even if you wake up at the last second, you could still count all fifty. Meaning that you could get yourself ready in a moment. If you throw yourself into it, if we get up now and we look for it we could be ready to receive what we're able to receive, but listen to what the Arugas HaBoisim says, unbelievable, Remind Miles us, brings us down. That we know that there's a custom to stay up Shavuos night. Why? Because everyone slept in the morning of the giving of the Torah. Hashem was there first, we came late. So we make up for that by staying up all night. Says the Arugas HaBoisim, an unbelievable point. He said, I'm sorry, that's crazy. You're telling me these great, great Jews, they knew Hashem was about to give them the Torah, the greatest thing in the world that morning, and they slept in, how could they even go to sleep? Even us, we wouldn't go to sleep. And they fell said, and not only that, all three million people, not one person woke up, that doesn't make sense, a drop. That can't be natural, he said. So Listen to what he said, unbelievable. He said, no, it wasn't natural. Hashem made them all fall asleep. Why? Why would Hashem make them sleep in on the day of their wedding? with Hashem Himself, on the day that they were going to go under the chuppah with Hashem, for the greatest union and revelation ever to be, why would He make them sleep in? And the Uge says, it was to blaze a trail, and let everyone know in the year 2020, and every single year, that even if you're sleeping in bed, till the last second, you can hop out of bed and get under that chuppah with God. You can show up at that wedding. Don't, heaven forbid, feel that you're left out. Even if you're asleep to the last second, even if you oversleep, you could still rush in and grab that Tyra and bring it home with you, bring God back into your house with you and be married to Him. You can still rush out there and see the seven heavens open and see that there's nobody but Hashem. Even at the last second, We could do it. So we should never ever feel that we've lost our chance. We still have a couple of days. We still have moments. And in one moment, we could still show up. They slept in on the day of so that we should know that. What an unbelievable point. How can we prepare? I want to just say briefly the Nesita Shalom brings. Three ways. Then we could prepare ourselves for a day which is so incredible that it's impossible to prepare. He brings from the slave of the Meditavah says, if we had our whole lives to prepare for our Sinai, we couldn't be ready. You can't be ready for Hashem showing up and hugging you and marrying you. You can't be ready. So what can we do? Says the Nesim Shalom in three different places, three things. We can daven. We could get up and we could click out of this Zoom when we're done and we say, Hashem, Master of the world, Givald, I love you. Or I wish I loved you. Or I wish I wish I loved you. The biggest day ever is coming. Everything, my whole year is dependent on this. Spiritually, my everything, my entire existence, the whole reason for the universe is dependent on this day. I don't want to miss it. I want to be at that wedding. Hashem, help me to show up. Help me to show up dressed nicely. To be as pristine as I could be. And to truly receive it. And delight in it. We can delve in. We must delve in. Secondly, we can yearn. Yearn for it. Hear the words we're saying and realize that there's something bigger than we can imagine. And let us yearn. Hashem, I want to be there. Because like the Baal Shem Tov said, where you place your mind is where you are. Wish to be better. Hope to be better. Yearn to be close to Hashem. And that itself is transformative. And thirdly, what the B'ditshavah himself says, that we may have performed poorly in the past, but we can show up and say, from now on, we're ready to begin again and try again and begin better from now on. There's no way we're ready for this day. But we are pledging ourselves, like the vow of Shavuos, to our future. That we will devote ourselves to this, to doing it the best that we can, to moving forward. And like the Nesiva Shalom says, it's the day of the wedding. Is there a better day for a fresh start than that? This is the first day of the rest of our lives with Hashem. This is our wedding day. And on a wedding day, says the Nesivah Shalom, the tendency for a king on the day of rejoicing is he gives to whoever asks. So what better day and time than now as we're getting ready for Hashem's wedding to ask Hashem for what we want. And what we want is Hashem, Master of the world. Please hear our deep yearning, even if we don't feel it ourselves. Please help us pledge ourselves to the future. Please help us show up at this mountain under this chuppah to be with you. Rebbein the Makula, Master of the Universe, love my life. Dodi, Umalki, my beloved and my king. I ask one thing of you going to the Shavuos. Let me be your bride. Let me be your bride. May Hashem hear our tevilas. May Hashem see our efforts. And may He bless them that they should be successful so that every one of us be able to dance into this wedding as the bride, rejoicing and uniting with Hashem, our King, the love of my life, so that every one of us is able to roar with clarity. There is nothing but Him. May we all have a beautiful and uplifting and life-changing Shavuos.